Welcome to the Creativity Cocktail. This is an opportunity for us all to help creatives from all over the world grow and heal. These creatives are from across the spectrum of the creative universe. They all have a singular guidance to pour into you, the audience, their soul, their process, and their challenges, and their ultimate victories. Become a member of the community and subscribe today for our messages on productivity, personal development, and service. You can listen to us on all the platforms, and we hope you enjoy this conversation from the Creativity Cocktail, powered by Rising Tides Charity. All right, this is the Creativity Cocktail, powered by Rising Tides Charity. Today, we have Bridget Roberts, and Bridget, I'm going to introduce you in a way that um, hopefully doesn't totally embarrass you. And <laughs> Bridget and I have been working in organizations for at least a half a decade. And one of the things that Bridget has done for me personally is that she has shown me the power of networking and really having real genuine relationships with people. She has introduced me to people that I have never or never conceived of that I would ever get to know. Um, and Bridget, I really thank you for doing that. It's been transformational in, in my life. It really has. And um, the other thing that Bridget does is that she's great at executing and getting things done. She, you know, Bridget, if you ever wanted to run for a poli- you know, politics, you'd be fantastic. Uh-uh. No, no, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goal I'll stay achieve. on the sidelines in that regard. <laughs> goal achieved. Uh, embarrassment. So, so, <laughs> so, so thank you so much for joining the podcast today, Bridget. Um, tell people a little bit out there, and, and before you do that, just everyone who's out there, Bridget is all those things I said, but Bridget is also a phenomenal actor, model, brand ambassador. There's there's many things that I you know that that, that continue on. Bridget, you're just great. So tell the world about yourself. Oh my gosh, I wish my smile had a sound. <laughs> it got me teasing from ear to ear right now. Um, uh, but like you said, um, I am a creative, I'm an artist in every sense of the word. Um, I have had um, my creative itch since um, a very young age. I remember getting my first uh, drawing book at the age of five. Um, that was really you know, most most um, young girls and boys' rite of passage is in their teenage years. Yeah. <laughs> when I talk to my mom, it seems like mine was at the age of five. I learned, I started learning how to cook at the age of five. You know, awesome. all that good stuff. <laughs> Your mom must have had a lot of uh, a lot of confidence in you at five years old. Yeah, and I was tall too, oh, so okay. she was like, "You, <laughs> you're not fooling anybody." <laughs> But um, I do graphic and web design. I love to paint when I can, you know, carve out some time for it. And unfortunately, lately, I have not done that. So you're me saying that is motivating me to get up and start painting again. <laughs> um, and um, I just love to, you know, be around creatives, help people grow. Um, 
you know, uh, from a, a visual um, standpoint and, you know, a, a branding standpoint, which has a lot to do with how you network and um, <laughs> how you present yourself um, uh, while networking or, you know, um, in, on social media and what, you know, people are looking at you from afar. So, um, all in a nutshell, wow. <laughs> the graphic and web design. <laughs> model and act and i'm just an all-around artist and creative and i love it that's awesome so you and i have uh some obviously some things in common as, as far as being artistic and those kind of things uh one thing we also have in common is that we do um many things so you just yeah. rattled, <laughs> you just rattled <laughs> off a few things that you're involved in how do you when you're ready to carve out time for any one of the disciplines that you're doing, how do you prepare? Do you use a tool? Do you have like a, a system on being productive and creative? Do you have anything like that? I have many tools and systems <laughs> um, because I am dyslexic and probably ADD too. Um, so I am, I am uh, probably slightly OCD. I, I have... Um, a lot of organizational processes to make sure that I get this one project moving along, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. at a consistent pace. So, um, uh, I, I, in an ideal world, um, I know everything that I have to do all at the same time so that I can, you know, organize my thoughts and my times and, you know, maneuver things and, you know, get them all done and uh, multitask the way God intended for me to do. <laughs> yeah. But um, it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, so I have uh, I have multiple tools. Um, I use my phone calendar. I have a um calendar book i have a calendars on my wall i use my computer wow. you know um and production schedules um for um uh, my design work um and um uh, and i have actually tapped into a uh, producer you know um tried on producer hat in some realms of um film (laughs) so you know product you know scheduling is is very very important um first and foremost um and uh also as as far as my clients for my design work i have a, a process of drawing out um their own creativity and um inspirations to help me to know them better and better serve them and, you know, giving them what they need at a, at a shorter period of time as, as opposed to figuring it all out along the way. So um, in that process, I, I have the ability to kind of juggle a little bit like this person is working on their questions that I speak to them while I'm working on this um, these site um, pages and then, you know, the cycle continues. <laughs> Wow. I don't know if that sounds chaotic. No. It felt a little chaotic as I was saying it, but it works. <laughs> no, I followed. I tracked along 100%. That, that sounds a little bit like my life. One thing you said there that I didn't know, and I've known you for a long time, and I, um, I suffer this myself. 
I don't have a diagnosis of it, but I've realized this as time has gone on that I have what I think would be termed as dyslexia. I don't have, it's never been diagnosed for me, but I know, I'm telling you, there's times where I've crafted something and I look at it one way and then I come back um, 10 seconds later and I look at it and it's not what my mind said it was at first. It's like, yes, it's, yes. It's, it's, all, it's like, whoa, like that was not what I thought that I had put down. How did that come right. across that way? How, how did you know about your dyslexia? Um, well, first I did a little test online, so you might want to do that. You know, you can um, go online and, and do a little test, um, and um, they'll they'll let you know if you're along those lines. And uh, and then just you know talking to um, uh, counselors <laughs> mm-hmm. that can help, and then also just kind of piecing things together because as a, a child, I. Um, I was put in resource classes um, for reading uh, because of the way that I read. And, you know, I'm starting to age myself a little bit because, you know, back then this dyslexia wasn't recognized and um, there wasn't um, like special teachers that would actually go into a regular class and help one particular person. Um, Back then, they just kind of put everybody in the same room and, you know, tried to teach them one way and not everybody had the same issue. Um, So my parents, um, bless them, my dad, um, he um, said, I'm going to get you a tutor. So he uh, got me a tutor and I I, um, hate that I can't remember her name because she was so instrumental in my growth um, in school. And she taught me how to um, read ahead before, you know, it comes out of my mouth or, um, you know, I organize it in, in my head um, to comprehend. Um, you know, most dyslexic people are very intelligent. Um, and uh, one of the one of the reasons why we get so scrambled is because we're analyzing things before, you know, our time so, in our heads. So um, she just kind of helped me to organize that and um, taught me how to read ahead, um, you know, see the words before, you know, I actually say them. And um, and then, you know, reading out loud always helps people with this dyslexia as well. So you can imagine how how it is for me reading scripts. I really appreciate you, sh- you sharing that with the audience and, and with me. You know, I've thought yeah. about it. And growing up, I had um, I had I always read at like a high level. I remember like in a third grade, someone said you could read on a 12th grade level. And I thought that was great. That was that was fantastic. And and a lot of that is that I've read stuff like comic books and stuff like that. But I always do yes, it. Yeah. yes, for yeah. for uh, visual creative people. Um, and I've learned this in in my business and branding. Um, visuals help a lot. Um, so if you have a visual, um, you know, with with the words oh it, it definitely helps you process a lot better so i can see that i can see why you were so advanced at that age you know coming from comic book reading yeah that's that's really something i wonder if there's ever been a 
a study done on that. You know, maybe I'll do a PhD on that in 20 years or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting thing because we're always trying to find ways, you know, reading is a powerful instrument for all of us. Um, and like, how do we get kids to want to read more effectively, especially in these days where reading, they still read, right? Because you got to read posts and stuff like that. But it's not the same thing like reading books or anything else. It's just a different kind of reading, you know? You know, you know, we learn so quickly, you know, as babies, as toddlers, you know, growing up and, you know, the older that they say the older that we get, the harder it is for us to learn. But if you look back at when <laughs> we were taught as babies and toddlers how to read, how to learn words, how to learn colors, pictures were always attached to them. That's right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You're exactly right. But when you pick up a book as an adult, it's like all black and white, just words, for, you know, um, for the most part. Nowadays, people are getting more creative and they're adding, you know, visual um, displays and, and things like that for, um, you know, their books. Not only, you know, their books, their marketing, everything to draw people in and um, help to hold the, um, our attentions and focus so that we can get through. So it is working, yeah. right? This visual connection is, is working. Yeah. I just think we're probably That's reading funny. in more short bursts than we probably have in the past. And, right. and, and so <laughs> I have had to, over the last few years, make it a really focused effort to read a book. Like I have to carve out a period of time, whether it's 20 minutes or a half an hour a day, to stop what I'm doing and read a book. Otherwise yeah. than that, the day won't, it'll never happen. It just won't. Yeah. It just won't I'm happen. the same way. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So what are you up to these days? What are some of the things that you're involved in these days? Oh, um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I taught my first online branding class recently to a group gathered by the Khalil Experience. Oh, wow. um, I was telling you about my cousin who's on the board of Caring for Others. And um, she actually, she used to work for Portia. And she recently stepped out and um, decided to go into business for herself as a corporate coach, um, a career um, coach and corporate trainer. And um, so she gathered this group together and asked me if I would put together a little branding class for 45 minutes. Now I went over my time, but (laughs) it was awesome. And, um, and since, you know, she kind of put the pressure on me to put the material together. Now I've had other opportunities to teach branding classes in person and online. So I'm excited about that. (laughs) Wow. That is great. Wow. Yeah. Please let's, you know, if you have any ways we can link to that at the end, I'll, I'll ask you about different ways to contact you at the end. But let's make sure I'll make sure that we connect and put some of your your um, your links on the show notes, because I think that that's important for people to know what's going on. Wow, that's great. So all the best of that. Let me know how I can, you know, how we can help you with that. that. That would be fantastic. Absolutely. And I have a few other things going on. Um, like I said, I kind of um, am trying on a producer's hat. I've um, been uh, editing and um, working up towards producing. We're in pre-production of um, a faith-based film called Convictions, um, written by uh, William Michael Barbie, who is someone I I told you that I wanted to connect you with because he has a a very 
um, prestigious presence in the mental health arena. And he actually uh, put together a film um, that was shown in cons recently uh, mm-hmm. that was um, surrounded ar- around fa- uh, mental health. So you guys really need to get to know each other. And he's become a bit of a mentor for me. Um, he actually introduced me to Bill Duke, who I had been um, I coaching. Saw, I saw a post with you and Bill Duke somewhere. I don't know if it was yeah. on, on Instagram or yeah. somewhere. I saw that. Yeah, for almost two years now, I've been coaching him on his um, role um, for um, Black Lightning as uh, Agent Odell. So I'm super excited because the first year he only had like, I don't know, two or three episodes. And this year, like they have him in almost every episode Uh (laughs) this past week. I mean, the season that that went on now. Sort of like an icon. Like everybody know when you say Bill Duke, everybody knows who that is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's been an honor working with him. Um, And I've learned a lot from him um, on things to do, not to do, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, so and he's introduced me to so many people here in Atlanta as he's been getting to know people here in Atlanta. So it's been an adventure um, in of itself right there. I've also uh, am uh, producing a documentary on um, an actor who passed away um, last year. Uh, no, not last year, but the, the December before that. Um, his name is Frank Adu. And um, he's, Why he's that name always familiar to me, Frank Adu. He's always been a supporting actor. He's been on The Cosby Show. He's been on um, so many movies with like um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, um, Oba Abatunde, Bill Duke himself. And so many people have had the pleasure of working with him, but he's also always been like on the supporting side of acting. So a lot of people don't really recognize his name, but if you see him in a movie, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that character, you know? Um, and that's one of the things that we are highlighting in the uh, documentary, how regarded he was amongst his peers because of his respect for the arts and um, his professionalism. Um, but he is not very well known by his name. So I've um, seen the name before, but I'm trying to connect him and the face. You know, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to have to like as soon as I can go and research him and spend a half an hour researching his life. Right. <laughs> what's going on with him. Well, it's it's funny because um, his name is Frank um, Robinson. He changed it to Frank Adu, and then um, because uh, he kind of his name was getting kind of lost in the shuffle. Um, he changed it again to Robin, Robinson Frank I do to keep the Robinson in the name. So oh, if you Google true. him, Google all three names. <laughs> that, that, that is awesome. So you've yeah. been, I, I know you're originally from, if I remember, Beaumont, Texas, because you're the only Beaumont, Texas. Yeah, so yeah. You're the only person I know from Beaumont, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember. Um, I think it was a few years ago when the hurricanes came and it, I think it hit Beaumont, um, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. And, and, um, so yeah, it hit it, over 50 counties. Yeah. yeah. And I remember that every time it would be on the news, I was like, that's where Bridget's from. And I, I hope everything worked well with you, anyone that you knew in the area. 
that stuff. Oh, yeah. Happen. All of my family is safe. A lot of them did have damage. Um, it's it's amazing. They're still, they're still helping people out from the Harvey um, hurricane, which was a few years ago. And then these other two hurricanes came along. Um, so, um, yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of work. My mom, um, one of my inspirations of, you know, being a community, um, I don't know, I don't know if I should say activist, but definitely being involved in the community and trying to help out as much as I can. She actually works for disaster relief. So, um, she, she's retired (laughs) from, um, the highway department. Um, in Texas, and um, when, when she you, went. When to, you work for that, don't they call you up whenever it's needed? Right, you can get called up at any well, time. Well, yeah. well, she works six days a week, so <laughs> yeah. you know she went on to volunteer, and then they hired her, and now she works six days a week yeah. <laughs> over there. They, you know, they need a lot of help, so um, you know they're they're working uh, nonstop to try to help the people that have still been affected by it. That's powerful. And so you're right. I think we now know where you get your community service from. <laughs> we, yeah. We, we and my dad. Yeah. yeah. Both of them. We, we do. So you've been in Atlanta. How, how, uh, I know you've told me this in the past, but how long have you been here in this city, in Atlanta? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's almost been 11 years and that time has gone by so fast. <laughs> so fast it does not feel like 11 years because i've been through so many ups and downs it's been i, I wouldn't trade it for anything because i've learned so many lessons um but yeah it's been almost 11 years and i actually moved here to gain more experience in tv and film um right around the recession you know right around mm-hmm. when the right before the, the recession was hitting so yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. smart. You come in when things are at low, and you, 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 uh-huh. you buy up. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, so based on that, based on these eleven years, um, so your vantage point is different than mine, right? I grew up in New York, and I've lived here for close to twenty, or maybe even a little bit twenty. Um, and then there's people that we know of that lived here their whole lives. Um, tell us about what your view is in regards to the Atlanta community, specifically around um, creatives and entertainment and some of the great things that you see that are happening around the city for for people who are in the creative and entertainment world? Man, from my experience, um, Atlanta was only supposed to be a stepping stone for me, like a stepping stone to um, LA, maybe even Chicago. Um, I love visiting New York, but I learned before I moved here that I probably wouldn't be moving there. It's a little too fast for me. But uh, it was only supposed to be a stepping stone. And Atlanta has a way of taking hold of you when you come out here. Um, Because of the community, because of the creative community, um, it's so supportive and so engulfing. Um, I had not really experienced that at, at such the level that I experienced it here. Um, in Texas, of course, I didn't just um, decide all of a sudden one day, I'm going to be an actress, I'm going to be a model, so I'm going to move to uh, Atlanta or L.A. or New York or Chicago. Um, I was already doing it in Texas. I was um, doing theater acting in Texas. I even sang backup in a group called Turtles on 
feet. Turtles on feet. It was an oxymoron. And we performed at South by Southwest at a little hole in the walls and um, you know, in Austin, Texas at um is colleges it, here and there it, and around Houston. Anywhere, because I think we're gonna. I'm gonna have to look at that too. <laughs> well, it was back in the day before social media, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not really, you know, um, online. Uh, but I'm sure we can dig up some um, footage if, somewhere. If you, if you definitely don't mind, if you down. Don't mind, at one point, uh, Turtles on Speed might pop up in a screenplay or or stage. I definitely have some pictures for you. <laughs> But um, and I don't have the authority to give you that because I didn't name us. But oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I joined the group, but it was fun. Um, and so I say all that to say I was already modeling. I was already acting. I was already in the arts um, and the community in Houston, which is where I moved um, from to Atlanta, Houston, Texas. Um, it was great. Um, but I had never experienced such a support system, a, hey, did you hear about this project? Did you hear about that project? Contact this agency, contact that agency um, to make sure that, you know, you get on this project until I moved to Atlanta. Um, the community here is so supportive and, um, and you know, Anywhere you go, you know, you have to make yourself known, um, getting into a little bit of branding. <laughs> and then nobody knows you exist unless, you know, they know you, exe you exist. So right. you have to put yourself out there. You have to go to, you know, events and um, and you have to, now that social media is there, you have to put yourself out there. I mean, I know that it, it can get tedious, but it's there for a reason. So, um uh, once I did that, my my thing whenever I move to a new city is I get the magazines like the the high end magazines and I look at the event section and I go to events. I just start going to events and trying to get to know uh, people. And so that's what I did when I, I moved here. I got the Atlanta and I got the creative loafing. Um, I got. I made sure I always had a copy of Six Degrees. Uh, it's not here anymore, but it was a really good, cute little magazine. Um, and I found out what was going on for the month, you know, as far as events were concerned. And I got out there. I had a car at the time, so I got out there and I met people and networked and, um, you know, asked questions. And um, people were more than willing to share out here. So I love that about Atlanta and that's probably one of the reasons why I've been here so long and, and didn't even realize <laughs> that it's been almost 11 years that I've been here. Yeah, you, you kind of jumped out of your seat a little bit when you said 11 yeah. years. Like, it, you <laughs> caught up with you. <laughs> so, yeah. Bridget, it's, um, I think I, I was going to ask you a question about inspiration, but I think you shared some of those as you were talking today about your mom and dad and some of the other people you've encountered. Um, is there anyone else or anyone that you think of that, you know, that's really had a super impact on you beyond some of the people you've said today? Absolutely. My godmother, um, Linda Cleveland, she has always been a driving force in my life. Um, she kind of self-proclaimed herself as my godmother before I was born. Her and my mom were working together. Mm -hmm. She named me 
Um, She gave me the name Bridget. My daddy gave me the name Roberts. And that's the only two names I have. (laughs) (laughs) So um, uh, she has always been my big... Linda Cleveland. Oh, Linda Cleveland. Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Um, She has always um, been a godmother in every sense of the word to me. She's been my biggest fan. She's always... Uh, never held back in telling me about myself when I'm wrong <laughs> and when I and helping me to see things a different way. Um, she's always encouraged me. Um, I, I looked up to her, you know, as a teenager, she she owned a, a, an academy. Um, she started her own business and um, and built it up from, you know, the ground it was very successful. She lost some things and, um, you know, like her business, you know, went through divorce and this, that, and others, her faith in God and, and her strength in just kind of kick you know, continuing to be resilient, stand up and move on and move forward has always been an inspiration to me. And, um, in the industry, um, I've also had, uh, another mentor, Dawn, um, Michelle, um, is what she's known as, or Don Beverly. Um, I met her through a cousin of mine in LA, and she just kind of took hold of me. <laughs> and um, she became my manager before I even was ready to have a manager and taught me so much about the industry. So, those two women, you know, along with my mother and my father, um, have been very strong influences in my life. That is. Um... Thank you for sharing. Dawn Beverly and Linda Cleveland. Um, that is just, those, are, those are two great things you shared, Bridget. That's wonderful. You know, we could talk literally for like, we could have like a two and a half hour podcast, you know. So, they, <laughs> so for those of you who uh, I mentioned at the top that we've known each other for a long time. There was a time that Bridget and I and, and, and colleagues, we would go on trips and we would be in a car for five hours in each direction. So you get to... <laughs> so Winston was the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all got to find our role. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it, it was a lot of fun. And you get to learn a lot about someone throughout that time. And one of the things that I've learned about you is that you've really, you know, service is a key thing for you and i don't mean service like service and like you know one day i'm in i go in and volunteer for half an hour and then i'm out kind of service i mean like serving a broader and a more powerful mission um and it's not necessarily your your own mission but what i've learned and i've seen from you is that you've helped to influence that mission's purpose in many different ways and so um if you did all haven't met Bridget Roberts, here's the, here's the truth. At some point in your life, you, you know, you'll meet her physically, but you've met her today. You know, she just, you know, and that's, that goes back to your networking, Bridget. At some point, you're going to run into everybody. That's that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you were on this. You know, all of the things that you mentioned, including the this podcast. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen you here. I heard you somewhere. Um, yeah. How, if someone wants to, to talk to you or to learn more about what you're up to, what are some ways that they could do that? 
Oh, well, I can be reached on social media. I'm on Instagram um, at Bridget.Roberts. I try to keep it simple. Um, that's, um, And I, I tell people when my mom spelled my name, it was, you know, keep it simple, stupid, B-R-I-D-G-E-T. <laughs> Got it. Doc Robert with an S. <laughs> no extra T, no extra E. <laughs> um, so um, Instagram at Bridget.Roberts. Um, uh, Twitter is Bridget Rob at Bridget Roberts. Um, and Facebook is at Bridget.Roberts1. Um, and yeah, so re- reach out to me on social media. You can email me, uh, meet Bridget Roberts at gmail.com. <laughs> um, uh, as you can tell in my email, I'm always willing and open to meeting people, <laughs> getting to know new people. Um, so yeah, you can just uh, reach out to me that way. I've been working on my website forever, um, but I'm always putting other people's projects before my own. <laughs> By the time I get back to mine, I'm like, ah, that's old. I gotta start over. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm familiar with that. You know, the, yeah. one thing I haven't been creative about, and and you just mentioned it, is like all of those social media contact handles. You know how people have some name like. Breezy Fly Forty or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, can never, I can never. I was like, just put Winston Winston Wilson, and people just find my name. I have never figured out a creative Absolutely. name to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. I have one. I have one. Is at Freckle Me to Death. That's oh. my modeling uh, Instagram. So oh. if you want to see some of my modeling pictures, at Freckle Me to Death. Oh, see and that, that's, that's Freckle. Pretty. Me, the number two, and D-E-F, death. Now, now that is creative. <laughs> and, and can I ask, I know the answer, but for the audience, you know, why did you choose that name? Because every freckle on my face is where it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> God created me with freckles on my face. <laughs> that, is, that is wonderful. It's been a ple- it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I got I got one last question, one last question for you, and we access of everybody who joins us. Um, so there's someone who listens to this podcast now. So we've got people who are listening to the podcast in Australia, Brazil, Europe. Um, it's, oh wow! It's, it's pretty awesome. exciting to see people from all over the world listening to the creativity I cocktail. One more oh, say it again. <laughs> I said, when you're done, I'm going to shout out one more person. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. No problem. Yeah. So do that. Tell me the person, then I'll tell you what my last question is. Oh, okay. One of my other most influential people in my life that inspires me, and I'm so sorry it took me so long for it to come to me, is um, William Bell. Um, he's a great friend. He's a mayor of oh, yes. Birmingham, Alabama, but world-renowned. Um, and he has introduced me to so many people in so many areas um, and industries um, from politics to entertainment um, to um, to world activists. Um, and I'm so appreciative of him. Um, he's a, a mentor um, and a great friend and uh, and <laughs> partially through him, you know, I know that I will 
go on to continue to do great things, you know, in the world because, um, you know, I've seen it through him and the people that he's introduced me to. And um, it's only motivated me and inspired me more to do more and help other organizations, like you said, be able to do more and um, and grow to serve more people. Okay, thank, thank you for introducing me to um, Mayor Bell. And I had a chance to meet with him on a couple occasions through you and events that we were part of. politicians and everyday citizens who talk about bringing and uniting um, the world together and he does that all the time he's, he's fantastic yeah. <laughs> he, he really is and so that was great thank you for sharing that um, because that leads into this, this question um, we created this organization because we know for a fact that when people are going through difficult times in their lives there's so many ways that they can get help right they can get help through others through um, through therapy, through other mechanisms. And we believed, based on what we saw with our own experiences, that creativity is one of those ways. Right now, somebody's listening to your voice, Bridget, and she's like, Bridget, Bridget's fantastic. She's dope. I want to, I want to, I want to know more about her. I want to be like her. She's super inspirational. But I'm going through this thing in my life that is weighing on me or is a burden on me, or is having me contemplate doing things that's not productive or creative. What is the advice or guidance you would give to that person? You and I, you and them are talking. Not, I'm not in the room. You and you and them are talking right now. Um, first, I, I want to tell them a little bit about myself. Um, outside of what you know, I've already been heard. Um, I am. I am that awkward girl. Like I am a natural tomboy. I grew up with, you know, two strong but stubborn yet angelically sweet parents with um, stern religious beliefs. Uh, I've always been shy. Most people, when I say that, they're like, whatever. (laughs) But um, but I am. I'm a naturally, you know, shy girl. You know, from a town in Texas somewhere between Houston, Texas, and Louisiana. And I grew up with four brothers, um, you know, most of them younger than me, so I hope to raise them. Uh, But also in life, I've been sexually assaulted. I've been sexually threatened. I've been held by gunpoint. I've been mentally and physically abused. I've been financially cut off and, you know, working three jobs to get through college. And, you know, I've even been homeless three times <laughs> in my lifetime. And, yeah. you know, one of them was right before I met you, Winston. So, um, you know, through all of that, I've always had my art um, to use as, a, you know, an outlet, um, 
I, I truly believe in having someone to talk to. But for those of you who feel like you don't have someone to talk to, I would always encourage you to um, find a way to, um, to if, if you're a religious person, to get closer to God and um, clear your mind from all of the, the negative distractions that people are trying to weigh you down um, so that you can hear him better, so that he can better direct you and guide you to, you know, the, the people that he wants you to be aligned with, the opportunities that he wants you to be aligned with. But through the arts, um, it's always been a, a outlet, my release for, you know, just kind of letting go of all of that stuff and seeing past it and knowing, you know, who I am and whose I am, excuse my, my voice, <clears throat> um, in God and knowing that, you know, all despite all that I've been through, like, you know, I have so, the world is so huge and there's so much more greatness um, out there for me and um, and the arts just kind of I don't know it it kind it, it helps to pull that out of you it helps me personally to um, see that um, from you know from my point of view it helps me to accept who I am and love who I am and be the best that I can be and serve you know you know the best way that I can you know, to help, you know, lift others up and boost others up and tell stories through film and television um, that will help inspire and motivate other people to have hope and, you know, continue to grow and, and, and be resilient and just keep moving. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was, uh, that was inspirational, Bridget. I really appreciate you sharing that with me and the um, and everyone out there listening, you know, I knew of your story and um, or at least parts of it, and I appreciate the fact of you being transparent and transparent is probably not even the best word, but just being open to people in the world about how we all go through things in life and our belief in each other and our ability to create something is a way to help us. And, yeah. and it's just really, it's really phenomenal to have you on the podcast. Um, you are a dear, you, you are a dear friend. I am hoping to have you involved and help us and we help you in, in many, many ways going forward. Um, I, I, I have to tell you that, you know, if, if I was, if this was a reverse podcast and I, and you were asking me the question, about who over the last few years has been helpful to me. The list of people is long um, of people since I decided to really, instead of having my creativity be like this way, way back thing, for it to kind of move to the forefront. And you were one of those people on that list, Bridget. You really oh. helped me. Um, seriously, you know, because you, you've been able to share with me the balance of, you know, I gotta get some money. I gotta pay my bills, <laughs> but I still, <laughs> but I, I still I still gotta be creative at the same time. And and you've done uh, a you've done a had a great example about how to do that in your life. And um, I thank you for that. I do. Thank I, I really, you. I really do. I'm honored. <laughs> yeah. 
truly honored. And I, I appreciate you and other people like Jason Louder and, you know, um, my cousin Crystal Khalil, who have helped to lift me up, too, in times of adversity um, when, you know, no one else even knew what I was going through, let alone with, you know, possibly give a helping hand like you guys have definitely been um a great support system so i appreciate you as well and i thank you for this opportunity um you i mean just hearing myself talk to you today is kind of helped me learn more about myself (laughs) (laughs) i I know i know we ran the gamut from dyslexia to things that have happened in our lives but and and i think that's what you know and, and i appreciate it because that's what the audience will love and that's what um that's what it's about you know we created this organization and we call ourselves the rising tides charity and the creativity cocktail is part of that but the reason why we created call it the rising tides is that we know a rising tide lifts all um all boats and so i love that and so we're all on a journey we're all out to sail we're all travel in the ocean to get to where we need to we're sailing to where we are all trying to get to so instead of us trying to do it together, why don't we do it, you know, I mean, apart, why don't we try to do it together? Why don't we rise each other and help each other create that wave to get to wherever we're getting to? And that's why we created a name. And I think it's it's stuck. And um, the Creativity Cocktail is part of that because we bring people like yourself. You mentioned like five creative things that you do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a cocktail, Bridget. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is, is a lot. So it's great to have you. We are hoping that you will join us again, um, and then you'll Thanks, be girl. part of this. So this <laughs> yes. is this is the Creativity Cocktail Power by Rising Tides Charity. We are now opening up. So by the time you hear this message, there will be an opportunity for you to join us as a member and become a free member. And being a free member will give you an uh, the ability to access more conversations with Bridget and others about different things that they're doing in not only in the Atlanta community, but in the world community. And it'll give you a monthly newsletter that'll talk to you about specific tools that you can use to spark your creativity. And that's all for free by becoming a member. And so we are hoping that you will find us on all the different places you can find us, risingtidescharity.org, on all of the social media platforms. We are literally everywhere. So we hope you you join that or be part of that with us. Thanks again to Bridget Roberts. Bridget, thank you again. It was an honor. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, God has given you the ability to create abundance and beauty in this world. Every moment is perfect and you are perfect. Join us on the Creative Circle on Facebook and our Creatives community via our website to receive exclusive productivity and creativity content. We are on all social media platforms uh, as the Rising Tides Charity, and we hope that you will share with us a bit about who you are and what you're going through. Again, thank you for joining us today on the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tides Charity.